Welcome to another episode of the Misadventures of an Inspired Woman podcast. Today, our guest is Alicia Appleton, or more famously known as Amber Portier. She is the designer and founder of Amber Portier, a New York-based company that makes and sells leather jewelry and accessories. She started Amber Portier in 2015 to rediscover her love of making accessories and to share the healing properties of art with others. The sculptural and structural style of the jewelry is inspired by Alicia's hometown of New York and the organic shapes found in her Caribbean heritage using interlocking pieces of wood, metal, and leather. Amber Portier Jewelry aims to empower women and remind them of the dynamic people that they are. Welcome, Alicia. Thank you. Thank you, Keisha, for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you. And so as my friend Anne oftentimes calls you, not Amber. (laughs) Because for like a good year or two, we thought that your name was Amber. (laughs) Many people do. (laughs) Many people do. It's it's all good. I actually answer. That's that's what throws people for a loop because I actually answer to Amber Poitier because I know the intention behind it. Um, but yeah, I, that's the my, my always like where's Amber? Like she'll just randomly be like, where's Amber Poitier? And I'm like, <laughs> girl, I don't know. <laughs> um, She's so cute. <laughs> listen, with all her cuteness, she just graduated from college. Um, Come Laudy. Wow. And she got accepted into a master's program to do public health. Yes. So she's growing. Yes. I love it. Growing, maturing, blossoming. Beautiful. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm very proud of her. I'm very proud of her. Um, And I'm very proud of you. And I'm happy to be friends with you. Like, so lately I've just been like on this clubhouse kick and I've been on there and I've been connecting with people and some people are like what are strangers and I'm like you don't understand like I've met people as strange you always meet your friends always start off as strangers so like I met you at the um <laughs> dance at Africa BAM. at BAM Dance Africa in here in New York City usually every Memorial Day weekend they've blocked off the streets and they're all these amazing amazing Black vendors and African inspired art and just dancing and all kinds of things. And we just randomly bumped into you at your booth and you had this dope jewelry. Thank We'd you. never seen anything like it before. Oh, thank you. That's a huge compliment, especially at Dance Africa, because there's so many great and beautiful artists um, that are there. And um, I, it's one of the shows that are near and dear to me because it usually kicks off my my season when I, you know, start to go on the road for the summer. So, um, yeah, I, I have a, a love for it. I miss it's so weird to be in New York without uh, festivals. But yeah, yeah, I mean, you go out to these street festivals, you meet these great vendors and I've met they like three or four vendors and you know like I did the shopping event in 2019 and we wanted to do it last year but that didn't work out and I don't even know if I want to even think about this year (laughs) you know and like I'm like I've met vendors who like they're in my phones they're not just vendors they're my friends like I love talking with them I got your um holiday card it was dope I was like look at her (laughs) okay I don't even I need to censor this conversation y'all I apologize I get excited about certain people and certain things and one thing that I realized I'm gonna say this and then I'm gonna turn back to you 
adults send out holiday cards. I am not an adult. <laughs> so many people are like, I need your address. What's your address? And I kept getting all these holiday cards. I'm like, should I be doing this? <laughs> well, so this, let me just be totally uh, transparent. So I normally do not send out holiday cards. If I see you, you know, um, like coworkers, whatever, um, then I'll just hand it to you. But like the process of going to the, the post office, getting a stamp, doing this ahead of time, you know, doing all those things, that is not normally a part of my uh, calendar schedule. Uh, this year, uh, I guess you would say I became an adult um, <laughs> because um, I thought, oh my gosh, it's the holiday season and I always try to figure out something special to do when I'm doing an event, you know, um, as a gift or, you know, something like that. And I said, well, we don't have any events, so what am I going to do? Uh, so... I said, okay, well, let's do a holiday card. And I always get jealous. If I'm totally transparent, I always get jealous uh, because I always get these cards from my friends and it's like them and their husband, them and their kids, them and their dogs, you know, or cats or whatever. Well, I don't have a husband. I don't have any kids. And, no, I'm, no. Not an and I'm not an animal person. I'm West Indian, so I'm not an animal Girl. person. <laughs> No shade, I'm just saying. Somebody told me the other day they was going to get a dog. I said, you're going to have the dog in the house with you? (laughs) Anyway, go ahead. I mean, I mean, this this is what it is, right? No disrespect to anybody who has one, but that's that's just not how I was raised. Anyway, so I said, well, what am I going to send in my card? I don't want to just send a regular card, you know. Uh, And so I saw this fly artist at an event that my brother did. So I reached out to him, a young black man, and uh, he was so dope with what he did. And I said, all right, I want to do something. I don't know what. And uh, I just sent him a picture and gave him some direction and came back and said, all right, well, this is going to be my card. I love it. I love it. And we're going to get back on track with the interview. But since we're talking about Christmas, um, I ordered something from you for a friend of mine in Texas. And what I really loved about what you were doing was that you were wrapping the presents like that was an option. And so when she got it, she was so excited and she was like, oh, my gosh, it's so pretty. I'm not going to open it until Christmas. <laughs> and I really wanted to get her one of like your signature pieces, but she doesn't wear bigger jewelry. So I got her like a little thing and she really liked it. So, you know, I think that really set you apart this this holiday season with the gift wrapping. Thank you. Yeah, the thought, you know, when I'm creating things, I'm always thinking about how do I make it simpler and beautiful? How do I make it more simple, but more beautiful? Mm-hmm. And again, because I wasn't doing shows, you know, I, I normally come out with some new wrapping thing or whatever uh, presentation thing, and I couldn't do that. And I was thinking about my users, you know, my customers, what are you guys doing? How can I make your lives easier? And I thought, well, when I'm sending things for this holiday season, I don't want to think about buying something. I have to get it and then I have to ship it out and I have to wrap it and I have to, you know, what would be really great is to be able to order the wrapping paper. And if you notice, I didn't have any Christmas wrapping paper (laughs) options. Listen, (laughs) 
It was beautifully wrapped because for me, I had wrapping paper for all my Christmas presents. I realized I sat down, pulled everything. I realized I had no tape. (laughs) And so I had I was like, y'all, I went to my sister's house and I was like, everybody, I'm going to be like Santa Claus. Everything's going to be covered out of this one bag. And then the couple of presents I did wrap up, I had some washi tape. It's super windy outside. I don't even want to think about what's happening out there. Like, I can hear it. I don't know if you can hear it. But, um, yeah, that's what happened. So I was grateful that you wrapped that present for me. So somebody (laughs) got one decent wrapped present for me this year. (laughs) Thanks to you. (laughs) Well, the other thing, too, is that, um, you know, I feel like as we get older as women, that when we do get gifts, it's always one of those like, oh, yeah, my auntie was thinking about you. Here's a thing. It's in the bag, you know, in the corner somewhere. And it's not beautifully wrapped. And it's not, um, at least in my experiences, I can't speak for anybody else. And so I love I love the idea of opening a beautiful wrapped thing that someone thought about you know, the color and the grow grain ribbon color and the piece that's in there and all that stuff. And so, again, it's always about like, what are the things that I would like? And then that's what I try to make as an option that people get to choose, you know? And I have some customers who are like, well, I only want to see big earrings from you. And then some people are like, uh, I don't know if I could do that. I just need a little something, something. So just, just given options, uh, to bring some joy, especially in this time. Yeah, no, it was important that I got something for this particular friend from someone who regularly supports me and who I regularly support because this friend, she's super supportive and she's always, you know, she's in Texas so she's always kind of watching what we're doing. So it was like really important that I got something for her that from someone who I do stuff with, but something that I think she would like that would really resonate with her. And I think we were able to get that thing. So thank you for that. That was perfect. Well, thank you for choosing me. I I appreciate that. Yeah, let's get this interview back on track. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I read that intro. You have this jewelry company. Most people who follow me know you because like I said, you regularly support you're a big part of a lot of the things that I do. When I was doing Goals Brunch in person, um, you're the only person that I've ever co-hosted with that I like. I was like, come host this with me and I'm okay with you doing this. Not because I don't want to share the stage with anyone, but because I care so much about the women who give me their time and their resources that I want to be sure that the person that I'm having speak into their life and to enter that space with them is someone who I trust to also take care of them. And I I meet a lot of people who do a lot of dope things and they want to collaborate, but that thing isn't quite there. And so you've been the only person thus far that I've done that with. Oh, thank you, Keisha. (laughs) It was such an honor to, um, to, to be there, to meet, all of those beautiful women um, on multiple occasions um, to to be a part of Goals Brunch um, and the things that you talk about and the things that you cover uh, in an exploratory way, in a safe way, in a safe space. 
uh, and um, and the food was really good too. Oh, yes. <laughs> and oh, the host yeah. was so great as well. Yeah. It was just a great environment. Yeah. Uh, so it was it was an honor to to do that, and it's an honor to to know that you know you entrusted me with them and um, that you haven't done that before. I didn't really know that. So yeah, all sense really. Anyway, so I met you at this street fair. My friend has a shopping issue. I'm not going to call her yes. by name. <laughs> um, so she was trying to buy everything. And I was like, look, girl, you just told me down the block. Don't let you spend more than X amount of money. You, you, you spent that halfway up the block. So what you try to do? And then she, she was like, okay, well, I want these pieces. I'm like, okay, but you can't wear them together. And she's like, why not? And, I'm like, you know, and I think that you were really tickled at our exchange. <laughs> I was because, okay, it, it felt like a reflection of me and my mom. Because I am more like less is more, you know? And my mom is... If anyone who knows my mom, she loves to match things. This woman has, if anyone asked, how did I get into fashion? Where, what was your inspiration? Her name is Patricia Appleton. <laughs> she has, she will find cheetah shoes, not hard. A cheetah bag, not hard. Cheetah leggings or stockings, a cheetah skirt, a cheetah top a cheetah hat things that you go I didn't even know that they made that thing in cheetah how did you find it no none of these are all the same cheetah they are all clashing all over the place but I'm usually in amazement (laughs) that she found them and the amount of confidence that she walks around with excited that she found all of them. So it sounded like me and my mom, me going, could you, could you put on a solid top? Like, like not together. (laughs) That, that was you and her. I just, and I love that. What I loved about you, like you, you chimed in and (laughs) when I agreed and I said, I, this person, I actually on many occasions <laughs> have to, like a bartender, put them on. Cut, uh, her off. cut her I had off. to cut them off. Yeah, I had to cut them off. They had a limit. Uh, they could, I mean, most business owners would go buy as much as you want. Uh, but for this person, uh, I think even that day, it was, I think you should just get these two. <laughs> and I don't think that you should wear them together. But you can own these two. Right, right. <laughs> and I think um, after that, I feel like maybe we followed you on Instagram and whenever you were any place, we would come. And that's the thing, I think, because you're so forthright as a business owner, like we'll always support and follow, right? Because, you know, oh, well, I'll get this next time or whatever the case might be. And that's how you, you know, that's how you build, that's how you're genuine and you build a following. So I think we sort of followed you around a lot after that. Um, and have been able to connect with you deeper. So I want you to sort of tell folks sort of like your metamorphosis into the whole Amber Portier brand and how you got to that. (laughs) I think that's a helpful story for folks to hear. Sure, sure. Okay, so um, my background is actually in fashion. Uh, I worked 
I currently work in fashion in the fashion industry, but I was working uh, in a middle management position uh, in fashion and uh, was very excited to finally have this position and was looking to move uh, move up. I felt like I was ready to move up and I was managing $20 million. Um, this was, you know, my parents' dream, uh, you know, being a first generation immigrant um, from Jamaica. And uh, the amount of uh, mental uh, and to be transparent, uh, racial um, turmoil that was happening at the job over uh, five or six years, it became like a cancer. Uh, and I would get the Sunday, the Sunday afternoon blues, like usually while I'm in church about two-ish, three-ish, my stomach would t- start to turn because I would have to think about going into work the next day. And uh, I had allowed work to become my entire identity, really. Uh, And so I had to make the decision after going to therapy and what have you to walk away from this position that I felt like I shouldn't because, you know, in, in my culture, you know, emotions are not a big deal. Uh, And so you don't walk away from something because you don't like it or it's too hard. You just muscle through. And I had to learn that there's actually strength in walking away from something. And so I took the FMLA and I took three months to, to build this company uh, Amber Poitier. And I call it Amber because it was the thing that I was working on in a time when I didn't have an identity or an identity that I could see. Um, and I was working on these leather pieces because I, I wanted to work in leather. I'd never worked in that medium before. And I was, I, I am self-taught and it was very healing. The process of, of, discovering this this newfound art and this newfound process was very healing to me. And so I called it Amber because that's what Amber is. It's very healing. Uh, it's, it's the resin. Whenever a tree has a disease, it's the resin that comes out of the tree. Um, and it that resin uh, or like a, a, a liquid, if you will, like syrup, it wraps around the part of the tree that has a disease and it solidifies it so that um, the rest of the tree can grow. And um, that's why when you look at the, the amber, you'll see little insects and little things in there because it's, it's reminiscent of the time that there was a disease. But without that amber, the tree would die. And in, without me working on this art and this form of art, um, I, I creatively... Um, and maybe in other ways would have died. So um, that is why I call it Amber. And then Poitier, because I am a lover of Sidney Poitier's work. Uh, I respect uh, his work so much uh, and how he didn't know how to read uh, coming from uh, the Bahamas. And he... um, actually became an actor because he was, when he did learn how to read, he was reading through the newspaper and saw that he was actually looking for a dishwashing job. And he found that the, um, 
there was an acting job that paid more than the dishwashing job. So he went for the dish for the acting job and he was horrible at it uh, the first time. And he worked really hard at it and kept coming back and doing the work. And now he, um, you know, it was amazing. Uh, Raisin in the Sun is one of my favorite uh, movies ever. Yeah. So. One of my favorite movies is um, To Serve With Love. Yes. And that's a young Sydney Poitier. Y'all need yes. to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> that is a young Sydney Poitier. Um, yes. And yes. I just, I just, of anything that he's ever done, like, I love every, that. Every now and then, like when something is going on, especially when it comes to a level of respect, you'll hear me say, they call me Mr. Tibbs. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, so a lot of, a lot of times when I wear your pieces, um, people don't necessarily know that it's leather off the bat. Um, and that's what I really like about about what you do. And it's just so beautiful, y'all. Um, and when I met you, you were working the business full time. And so a big part of what we talk about on the podcast is not just like, well, I rose from the ashes like a phoenix <laughs> and it's all beauty everywhere you know, but just sort of like those detours and those spins and stumbles and being an entrepreneur is, is full of those. So when I met you, you were working the business full time. Yes. And then what? So, um, I was excited y'all. Okay. I finally figured out my purpose. Uh, I had a studio. I thought I was like, Oh my gosh, you couldn't tell me anything. And, um, but the bills were telling me something. They were telling me that uh, this is really great that you found your purpose, but you, we, we still exist. We're, yeah. we're still here. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's great. But we need some love too. So my, my neighbor actually kept saying to me, well, I think you should go back into the fashion industry. And I was so emotionally scarred from just years of being in a, in a position that I knew that I needed to move on, but I didn't because I didn't see options. I had applied to other jobs, but it wasn't working out. I just couldn't see my way out. Um, And so my neighbor said, you probably need to go back into the industry. And I was like, absolutely not. I will not do such a thing. Anyway, um, my bills made me reevaluate that. And a lot of praying. I mean, this is not by my amazing doing. Uh, Let me just be 150% clear about that. Uh, because the way that God has orchestrated my life, um, it's no way I could have wrote that. <laughs> not, let, me, mm-hmm. let me be clear about it. Uh, so I was not interested in going back into fashion, and, and I actually got a freelance job because um, I had to take it, and it was two days a week. I was dead set on I'm not going back to a full-time job. I got that, and the person 
who I was working for was a Chinese company in the city and they um, had no fashion experience, but they wanted to come out with this yoga line. Anyway, so I started to find some joy in it because no one there knew what they were doing. So I kind of was creating my own environment, which was great. And it was exactly the welcoming environment that I needed to say, this is no longer off the table, right? Mm -hmm. This is no longer impossible. Uh, And then my second position after that, or the one after that is where I am now. Uh, And I actually got this position because a friend of mine worked at the same company and, um, and I thought if she can do it there and she was a freelancer, then so can I. Mm-hmm. And uh, the particular position that God placed me in was exactly what I needed because I like to be creative, but I had to figure out a way to save my creativity for myself. Oh, say that again. <laughs> that because I... <sighs> People yeah. give so much to their jobs yes. and have nothing, nothing left for themselves. And I think I want to have this conversation at some point about normalizing having a side hustle or a passion project or, or building your own legacy because you give so much to your job and there's nothing to really like you. You can definitely, you know, leave your mark at, at a place, but there's nothing left for you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I didn't understand the importance of that because my culture really taught me that if there's anything that you love, for example, your family, as a woman, you give absolutely every drop to your family. And through the process I've been learning, no, I do not have to do that. Mm -hmm. And if that is your expectation, that is a personal problem. Hmm. but I understand what my contribution is and the effects of my contribution. This is not from a place of arrogance, but from a place of confidence. And so therefore, because I understand its value, you may have some, but you may not have all. And these are the levels of boundaries for me. I love it. So again, therapy, that's what that does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so I was trying to figure out how to orchestrate a life that was okay uh, with the boundaries that I've created. And so, I, again, I couldn't have uh, created this by myself. This was God. And so, yes, I wanted a position where I wasn't going to be creative 100 percent of the time. And I wanted a position where I was not going to be a full-time employee because I understood that that meant nights and weekends. And I knew that I had a side hustle. So I wanted something that was hourly. And so, yes, there are some instabilities that come with hourly. I won't say that there aren't, but that was okay for me. And God was so gracious to grant me something that was a full-time hourly thing. So I didn't have to go searching for a new gig all the time, but it did create the parameters that I could only work 40 hours a week. Mm -hmm. But let me tell you how God is funny. I don't know if I ever told you this. So I'm in 
I'm in my position for two years, you know, doing my thing. And then, or a year and a half, whatever. And then God got really funny and said, I'm going to put you back in design and I'm going to put you in a position where that parameters of 40 hours is your max is removed. Mm. And they had just like downsized my position that I was in for two years and moved me to this other, this other design position. So So either I take this job or I don't have a job. Right. Because I remember there being uncertainty at certain points with the, at this company. I remember someone going out on maternity leave and you having to step in. I remember your responsibilities being cut from the one thing and you weren't sure what was going to happen. And that just feels like it was such a long time ago. (laughs) It feels like lifetimes ago, actually, but it was her son is two. So yeah. 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 But it was like in talking to you, it was like, well, Keisha, I don't know what's going to happen next week. or I don't know what's going to happen next month. And here you are two years later. But so what I can say is that I learned before what I was doing when I was working at my old job is how I refer to it. Like my old life before Amber, Mm -hmm. um, before all of that, I was so, I, I hung my surety or my confidence in the environment that I was in because I somehow, there was familiarity in the mm-hmm. environment that I was in. Mm-hmm. So that that is where my confidence lies. And after I saw all the things that God took me through, he shifted my mindset into my confidence is in God and my abilities and the environment can change. It can do whatever it's going to do because my confidence is not in the environment. It is in myself and God. That's good. And in that, it doesn't mean that I didn't enter into things and I wasn't scared and I wasn't questioning like we're talking about this, that season, what am I going to do? Maternity leave is happening for this other person. I'm now moving into design. My hours went to like 50 hours, whatever. I was doing overtime. I was, I was back to where I was in my old job. Mm. And I, I can't do this. Like, and now I have a business. I didn't have a business then. Now I have a business. Uh, and my mom is like, absolutely do it. You're going to get overtime, you know, like just go Listen, for it. The money is there. Caribbean parents love overtime. <laughs> <laughs> Again, you're complaining to your mother, like, oh, there's too much, too much money, too much time. I need time to work on my, my, myself. I need time to clear my mind. I need time to work on my art. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> so I had to fight that. So I was working all this overtime and I had to figure out how to balance my business, myself, and this job. And it was a season that I didn't think that I'd be able to get through. But it was maternity leave, so it was gonna end at some point. Um And I wasn't sure if there was a position for me in the 
old department that I was in once this paternity leave was over. Uh, so there was a lot of uncertainty and I could have let that uncertainty trip me up, but I was focused on, again, the environment is going to do what it's going to do. That's not something that I can control, but what I can rest assured in is are the promises that God has made to me and the things that he's revealed to me uh, and my ability uh, and, and my contribution. So through the grace of God, she came back and they created a position for me in the other department. They saw the work that I did um, in the design department and uh, they kind of created a, a nice golden seat for me. Uh, and now I'm the one of the most senior people on that team uh, and, you know, managing the most, but, um, you know, it has created uh, job stability and, uh, and, and life stability for me. And so again, you know, we can get frazzled about all those things and those are all emotions, but the reality is, is that they will be what they will be, but all that you can do is your part and kind of leave it out all in the field. Yeah. I think that's such a blessing for you in this season because you make your money by going to these festivals, going to these street fairs, going to these pop-ups, going to these markets. And that pretty much shut down in 2020. Yes. And if I did not have this job, if I did not, uh, you know, go past my, whatever my point of impossible was, uh, I would be, I would have a serious problem right now because like you said, we don't have all those things uh, anymore, but you know, every season has something different. Uh, you can be in the same job in the same place, uh, but every season has something different. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm able to focus on wholesale. I'm able to focus on my online store. I'm able to focus on other opportunities, possible collaborations. I'm able to do some artistically beautiful things. I'm able to, um, so one of the things I'm working on is um, the beauty of mud cloth and the beauty of uh, like natural dyes, uh, tie dyeing. And so um, I'm going to be doing some uh, batik uh, on leather. So what that is, is taking mm. hot wax and put, you know, making a design, painting a design, dyeing the leather and then removing the wax mm -hmm. so that the, 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 the natural of the wax comes through. Um, that sounds so dope. It's, thank you. I'm so excited. I never would have had that time. Yeah. If this yeah. didn't happen. That sounds so dope. I mean, I love that from the time I've met you, you've evolved and you've expanded. You expanded into the bags. Like, I love my custom-made amplifier. Somebody was telling me some foolishness the other day about a Chanel bag and an Hermes bag and so And I was like, I'm not impressed. <laughs> this is just where I'm at in my life. Y'all can have the, the Birkins. Y'all... I love that my bag is a source of pride for me because I know who made it and I know what went into it and I know the story behind it. And she made it for me, right? Like 
not not just like she she legitimately made this bag for me, the dimensions and what I needed and everything, but she made it for me and that she made it for black women. And you know, one of our, our theme this season is dope black women doing dope black women things. And I think every dope black woman needs an Amber Portier bag. So y'all stop buying that coach and all them other things and um hit my girl up. Thank you. I just want to say every time I get a moment, I like to remind people that the Louis bags, those Fendi bags, all those monogram bags, they are not real leather. Mm. So the two things I always remind people is that um, that's a coated canvas. So what you would use on a canvas of a painting with coating on it. uh, And that's was sold to you, maybe 10 or 20% is actually leather on there, maybe the handle or something like that. And secondly, these uh, designer bags, the Chanel's and everything, uh, the Hermes and, and all those, people always talk about them being, or the Birkins, they always talk about them being investment pieces. And, and I understand the concept behind it, but I just want to remind all of us that we are the ones that bring value to these brands. So if we're not in a place of wanting them, then their value goes down. Um, and just that we add the, that value, it doesn't just kind of come as, as is just like Tiffany, right? Did, did you know that Tiffany really started from uh, their first diamond came from Africa, mm-hmm. the continent? No one, like that's nowhere in the movies or, or mm-hmm. anything. It's, it's, that we're adding that value to, to these brands. So um, we get to choose and uh, just choose wisely. Yes, choose Amber Poitier. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not about that. Listen, I just like that's, I mean, I had just got to a place I was like, I don't want another, you know, I don't want another designer bag. I'm not, that's not where I want to spend my money. Um, and so I'm just, just really happy and proud. I mean, my bag sits in my closet these days, but you know, when it's time to go outside, it'll be ready to go. Um, so you've had all these ups and downs. I know that right before everything shut down, you've gotten your pieces into the Kennedy Center and also they were making their way to the African American Museum in DC. Yes. Yes. So excited about that. Um, the African American Museum, Culture and History. It it was it is the highlight of all that I have done. Um, and what is sad is that it was mailed off like March third of last mm. year, which is right before they closed down. So that was really really sad. Uh, that's why I haven't talked about it much because I can't say go. Uh, right. You know. And with everything happening in Washington this year, Lord. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it is still a highlight, very excited. And I look forward to when things are opened and when I'm able to kind of do a museum. One of my dreams is to do a montage to artists that I like and some mm-hmm, of the things mm-hmm. that I like to do in kind of like a museum curation type of thing. So one day for Fashion Week, um, I'll do that. We'll see Let's, when God has that in store. Let's do it. <laughs> you know I'm always down. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you came to my last fashion show, which was great to see you. Mm-hmm. That was fun. That was fun. 
So we're going to move towards the lightning round. But before we get there, you've just, through my time of knowing you even before, I mean, that's just life. You just always have so many ups and downs, highs and lows. Just when things are starting to pick up, like something might shut down, but then another door open. Like, how do you sort of like maintain your sanity and your optimism and your creativity in the midst of all of that? Um, a lot of good friends uh, talking it through. Shout out to all of my friends who get all the random text messages like this one or this one. What should I do? Um, uh, music and alcohol and a little bit of cursing here and there. Uh, but it, it always comes back to art. It doesn't matter how crazy things are because that literally is my therapy. I mean, you know, going back to the name of my company, like that is what, um, that's what heals my soul. That's what feeds my soul. Uh, that's what allows me to be. And also, you know, they, they don't say count your blessings one by one, uh, you know, it's not an accident. Um, so, so remembering all of the things, all of the different stages that we either talked about tonight or didn't talk about from me being born till now, just seeing how I felt at that time, uh, how it felt like this is it. Um, I don't see past this. <sighs> Just take me, Lord. I mean, you can put that in whatever phrase you want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and just how it gets turned around, worked out. So after seeing all those things that have happened in my life, I just feel like anything is really possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just about what I choose to focus on. And so I can, what is it? They say, whatever you think is going to happen is what's going to happen. So if I think that it's going to um, crash and burn, then it will crash and burn, especially 2020, you know, and the beginning of 2021, anyone could throw in the towel if you're running a business. And I totally get that if you do, or you feel that way. But uh, it could also be looked at as a season of uh, seeding, right? It could be looked at it as a season of preparation. Or it can be looked at as a season of the end. So I have just chosen that. I've chosen the fact that that I know, the truth that I know, which is that life will hand you enough sorrow. You don't have to go searching for sorrow. It will just show up. So the happiness is what I've got to go searching for. Uh, and I think I heard Amanda Seals say something like, fight for your joy as much as you do your freedom. Mm. And that's what I really focus on. And, um, and I'm okay to say when something is done, you know, when it's done, it's done. But if it's got 5% life left in it and I can see where it's going to go, then I'm going to fight for it. Yeah, that's good. Thank you. All right. So let's move to the lightning round. It's just random questions that I ask you. Don't think okay. too much about it. Just answer as quickly as you can. Okay? <laughs> All right. Um, what's your favorite color? Oh, 
that's a hard one. I don't have a favorite color. Depends on what it is. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Um, For a room, like a color on a wall for a room, probably like a beautiful sea blue because it reminds me of the sky and the ocean. Um, Okay. All right. Wow. Okay. I know I'm really hard to shop for. That's why. Yeah. (laughs) Um, What is your favorite dessert? My mom's lemon apricot or coconut cupcake. Okay. Your celebrity crush. Uh... <laughs> oh my gosh I don't know if I have one I like different pieces uh, I like the sensitivity of Michael B. Jordan I like the I'm a little old school so I like the look of Morris Chestnut uh, it's like a Frankenstein of- yeah I, I see that okay <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'll probably kick myself for this later, but that's what comes to mind. I'm scared to ask you the next question. What what is your guilty pleasure? Mm. Or something that people would be surprised to know about you? I think my guilty pleasure is probably watching old black and white movies mm-hmm. and flea market flip mm-hmm. uh, what people <laughs> don't know about me mm. I know something that was interesting to me and I actually have one like you have started designing t-shirts at some point yes and I have one Oh, I didn't know you had one. You know, it's so funny. I just wore um, my love t-shirt. Yes, the love t-shirt. Yeah. Yes. I just wore it yesterday. Well, you know, and, I always um, have things by you that other people don't have. No, but I will say something. Let me just, let me just <laughs> tell you something about Keisha. Okay. <laughs> Keisha likes to, I don't know how she does it. Uh, this is a skill. She likes to, she can look at everything that I make and I don't even know the popularity level of it, you know, until it's done. And she can pick out the thing that not a lot of people have, but I think is dope, right? Like I made it. That's why I think it's dope. And, but it's not something that everybody necessarily gravitated towards, but she, that's the one thing that she'll get and she'll have. So not a lot of people have my t-shirt. Not a lot of people have that crisp bracelet. Not a lot of people. <laughs> All this stuff. I have stuff the yellow. That, I have the yellow. Yeah. Stuff that I, she will wear them to my show. And I go, oh, yeah. <laughs> I did like that. You know, that happened with um, the clothing vendor that I had, Simply Ma'am. Um, I love her. She had a pop-up. And I got this outfit from her that. She was like, that's just a sample, Keisha. I just made one of them. And I was like, I love this. I love having things that everybody doesn't have. That's which is why I support a lot of of our vendors, uh, Black vendors. But also, I like those things that you're like, well, I was just testing something out. 
because I'm like, oh, that's so fly. Plus, nobody, like maybe two other people are going to have it. So, yeah, I totally have your T-shirt. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. And I love Simply Ma'am. Um, I have two of her dresses. They are... I. I never wear her dresses without getting a compliment. And I met her uh, doing one of your shows. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah, you look lovely. I know you you took some professional photos <laughs> in one of those dresses Thank for you. your birthday, right? Yeah, that only happened because of COVID because, you know, I don't like being uh, the the model, if you will. Yeah. Um, and what, oh, we, we couldn't get models because of COVID. And my brother surprised me with a photo shoot. And so I wore her dress. And it was lovely. Last question. Um, Who plays Alicia Appleton in the story of her life? And what genre is it? Is it a drama? Is it a comedy? Is it a stage play? Is it a musical? (laughs) Keisha, you are coming with these questions. (laughs) Um... It's a musical. Mm-hmm. And it is played by two actresses, Jill Scott in the beginning uh, of my life, or I guess this time. And it switches over into uh, Angela Bassett hmm. at some point. I love it. I love it. That sounds like one dope soundtrack. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. That sounds like a dope soundtrack um, to a dope life. Look, I'm so grateful to have met you. I'm so grateful that you are in my life. I'm grateful for the things that you do for Black women through your creations and what you're doing for our culture. And man, just thank you. Thank you for being dope. Thank you for being you. And thank you for sharing those parts of you with all of us. Thank you. I appreciate you so much. Um, I appreciate you inviting me into your space, uh, into your community, um, and uh, kind of into your mind in all these podcasts and uh, gold brunches and um all these things that you've masterminded, it's been beautiful. And uh, I think that connecting with community creates confirmation in greatness. Uh, And I can totally see my greatness in you because you are great. So thank you. See why I like her, (laughs) y'all. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Misadventures of an Inspired Woman podcast. Every time I talk to Alicia, I'm inspired and I know she did the same for you. Be sure to hit subscribe, leave a review of the podcast and share it with others. Follow me on Instagram at Dr. Keisha, that's D-R underscore K-E-I-S-H-A. Don't forget, you can get a free 14-day subscription to Skillshare using the link that's available in my Instagram bio. Check out the Dope Black Woman t-shirts on my website. So just head over to www.drkeisha.nyc and you can be rocking a Dope Black Woman t-shirt. Thanks and talk to you soon. Remember to be intentional.